Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2364 with a release date of Friday, February 17th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Goodbye, Bouvet Island. A wake-up call for weathered preparedness in Texas. And Brazil says goodbye to a noted DXer and de-expeditioner. All this and more is Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2364 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. We begin this week with the latest chapter in the story of mystery balloons being shot down over North America by U.S. military planes. The first, and most famous, of course, was a suspected Chinese spy balloon. The audio of the Air Force pilot's communication was recorded successfully by an aviation enthusiast and radio buff during the downing of the balloon. However, as Newsline went to production, questions were being raised about the whereabouts of an amateur radio balloon with the call sign K9YO-15, known as the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. Unconfirmed reports say the 32-inch sphere carrying a 10-gram payload may be the same one that was shot down over the Canadian Yukon. Lightweight and relatively inexpensive to build, its payload, with a solar panel package and a tracker in the middle, transmitted APRS telemetry on HF at very low power. Kerry Willis, KD9ITO, a member of the group, said the balloon has been declared missing in action and is considered lost. According to a post on the website, rtl-sdr.com, a memo from the U.S. Pentagon said an object was shot down over Canada that appeared to be a, quote, small metallic balloon with a tethered payload, end quote. The description closely fits that of K9YO-15. Kerry told Newsline in an email, quote, I suppose anything is possible, end quote. He said FBI agents visited the balloon's program's website and spent time with the members of the group on a conference call. Kerry said, quote, I shared that besides having fun, we're here to teach others how to build and launch Pico balloons legally, following the Code of Federal Regulations relating to balloons, end quote. He said he told others on the balloon team that they should be proud of the project and what it has accomplished. He added, quote, personally, I believe that if we were shot down, what a wonderful way to end our flight, end quote. We move next to Bouvet Island, where the 3Y0J expedition is history, as we hear from Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Goodbye, Bouvet Island. Goodbye from the de-expedition team 3Y0J, which departed Tuesday, February 14, after striking down camp. Goodbye, too, to the chasers who, whether they were disappointed or not, have turned to other pursuits. As Newsline went to production, team leader Ken, LA7GIA, announced that, with all the equipment and team members on board, the sale would commence onwards to Cape Town, South Africa, where they are expected to arrive on or about the 23rd of February. There was a possibility of maritime mobile operation whilst en route. Team members do not have access to the log, which will be handled by QSL manager M0OXO. I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. The tragic death of an older man in a fast-moving floodwaters prompted emergency responders in Texas to review their weather spotting and communication strategies. Randy Sly, W4XJ, explains what they did. In late January, Hunt and Rockwell counties in North Texas received a wake-up call when an elderly man died after his SUV was swept away by floodwaters. In the wake of that deadly flooding, 
Bianca Garcia from the National Weather Service held Skywarn training in the city of Greenville at the invitation of the Hunt County Office of Homeland Security Emergency Management and the Greenville Fire Rescue Department. The seminar covered the various threats posed by severe thunderstorms, severe weather safety, and storm reporting. Even with radar and satellite imaging, Garcia emphasized the important role spotters play. She told the audience, you guys are presenting that special set of human eyes for us on the ground. Many of the attendees were members of the Sabine Valley Amateur Radio Association, which provides trained spotters to the National Weather Service and emergency management agencies. Following the meeting, a three-night course was also offered on how to become an amateur radio operator. The wake-up call was heated, and those North Texas counties are now more storm-ready. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. A call has gone out for operators across the United States to participate in a one-day special event carrying a message of hope and support on behalf of pancreatic cancer patients. Jim Dameron, N8TMW, tells us how to get involved. When supporters in 30 U.S. cities step off for a walkathon on Saturday, April 29th to support the nonprofit Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, the event will be gaining some added momentum. Just as the walkers take strides on the ground, special event station N3P November 3 Papa will be taking strides on the air. Hams for PanCan, as the event is known, is an expansion of last year's first effort with a dozen or so members of the Skyview Radio Society near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, according to organizer Rich Reba, WQ3Q. Rich hopes that news about resources available to pancreatic cancer patients and their families can go an even greater distance this year, coast to coast. The event has special significance for Rich. He lost his younger brother to the disease and is a pancreatic cancer patient himself. Speaking to Newsline on the phone, he said that the QSOs aren't typical special event exchanges. Quote, people want to talk, want to share their experiences with their family. We told our operators to sit and listen. It doesn't matter how long the contact takes if it serves a purpose of helping, end quote. Operators are needed in all 50 states. Rich can be contacted directly at his email address at rybar at nb.net. The qrz.com page for N3P has additional details for clubs or individual operators who want to participate. QSL cards and certificates will be made available for successful contacts. This is Jim Dameron, N8TMW. There is cause for celebration in Sydney, Australia, where one amateur radio club is marking a milestone. Here's Richard, VK2SKY, a member of that club, with his special report. G'day, amateur radio newsline listeners. This is Richard, VK2SKY, for the Manly Warringah Radio Society in Sydney, Australia. February 26th this year is a big day for us. That date marks 100 years since the first meeting of the Manly and District Radio Club in 1923. That club eventually became the Manly Warringah Radio Society. To celebrate, we'll be activating the special event station VI100MB on the day and throughout 2023. To find out more, check out Victor India 100 Mike Bravo on QRZ.com and visit the Society's website at mwrs.org.au. That's Mike Whiskey Romeo Sierra.org.au. Hope to catch you on the bands. 
For Amateur Radio Newsline and the Manly Warringa Radio Society in Sydney, Australia, I'm Richard VK2SKY. A respected DXer and noted de-expeditioner from Brazil has become a silent key, as we learn from Jeremy Boot, G4 and JH. Mamiro Yoshizawa, PY2DM, was well known amongst Brazilian amateurs as a radio operator with an enthusiasm for DX and a special affinity for using the 50 MHz band. He was a familiar presence in national and international contests and had been a key operator during the T30PY and T30SIX expedition to Western Kiribati in 2012. Mamiro became silent key on the 5th of February. According to a report that appears in QRZ.com, Mamiro's home QTH in the Brazilian city of Mogi dos Cruzes had one of the best equipped stations for DXing in the nation. Mamiro Yoshizawa was 83. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. In the UK, Ofcom has added two more DX contests to its list of events qualifying for special call signs. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has that report. Two UK and Ireland DX contests have been added to the list of events that qualify for special contest call signs from Ofcom. The call signs are administered by the Radio Society of Great Britain on behalf of the regulator, and hams are advised to visit the RSGB website if they wish to apply. They're available to any holder of a UK amateur radio full licence or full club licence, and the contest can last no longer than 48 hours. The list of qualifying contests can be seen on the RSGB website. Calls will begin with the letter G or M, followed by a numeral and one letter suffix. See the link in the text version of this week's Newsline script to learn more and to see the contest list. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. It's time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the AH6LE repeater in Beaver Creek and Wilsonville, Oregon, on Sundays at 6 p.m. local time. If the evolution of radio gear interests you, and if you own and operate some of the earliest rigs, you might want to plan for a big operating event next month. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, tells us what's involved. Age matters. It's even worth points if you're a ham taking part in the John Rollins Memorial CWAMDX event in March. The event is organized by the Antique Wireless Association, and you don't have to be a member to participate. If you are using a transmitter and receiver manufactured before 1970, you can score big points. Likewise, any homebrew gear using tubes that were available before 1970 is also in the running. The activity takes place on 80, 40, and 20 meters on Wednesday, March the 1st, and Thursday, March the 2nd, and again on Saturday, March the 4th, and Sunday, March the 5th. Power is limited to 100 watts for CW and 100 watts carrier level for AM. For details on scoring, visit the association website at the link provided in the text version of this week's newscast script at arnewsline.org. The event is named for association member John Rollins, W1FPZ, who was a well-known home brewer of radio equipment. John became a silent key in March of 2008. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. The FCC has made room for 16 new broadcast stations on FM and expects that there will be competition for the spots on the spectrum. 
Here's that report from Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. There could be a handful of new FM radio stations on the air in small rural communities from Minnesota and Missouri to Texas and Vermont. The FCC has opened up 16 FM allotments in areas eligible for new service. The FM table is updated by the FCC after its staff engineers determine that the vacant allotments comply with the agency's minimum distance separation requirements and city-grade coverage requirements. The areas that are eligible for new FM service include Grand Portage, Minnesota, Bunker, Missouri, Junction and Sonora in Texas, and Barton, Vermont. The FCC says all new FM commercial allotments are subject to an auction process, and competing applications may be filed once the Commission decides it is ready to accept applications. When competing applications are filed, an auction may be needed to occur before the allotments are decided. This is Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. A major world radio event postponed from last year suddenly got more real with the start of hotel bookings. John Williams, VK4JJW, tells us about it. Competitors and referees receive the earliest access to hotel bookings for the World Radio Sport Team Championship, which is to be held this July in Bologna, Italy. The online booking system opened on February the 1st. The next round of reservations began on February 7th for visitors and others. According to details on the WRTC Reflector message list, hotels throughout the surrounding area will be providing support for competitors, referees, judges, sponsors and the contest committee. To see details about the WRTC and who its competitors are, visit wrtc2022.it. The World Radio Sport Team Championship is held every four years in a different host country. This year's event is a postponement from last year when health concerns during the pandemic caused it to be called off. Two member teams whose members have qualified for the event will arrive from every continent to compete in this 24-hour non-stop competition, which is often referred to as the Olympics of Amateur Radio. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. In the world of DX, listen for Antonio CT1FFU operating holiday style as D4T from Ila do Sal, IOTA number AF-086, Cape Verde, until the 22nd of February. He is using single sideband, CW, and digital modes on the HF bands and 6 meters. He will also make contacts via QO100, QSL via his home call direct or by the bureau. He will upload his log to Club Log. Philip F1DUZ is using the call sign FG4KH from Guadalupe, IOTA number NA102, from February 15th through March 8th. He will also participate in the single sideband portion of the Coup de RAF contest on the 25th and 26th of February, as well as the ARRL DX single sideband contest on the 4th and 5th of March. QSL via Logbook of the World, EQSL, or direct to F1DUZ. Saudi Arabia's founding day are being commemorated by special event stations 7Z3FD, 8Z3FD, H. Z3FD until the 22nd of February, which is the actual date of the celebration. QSL via HZ1SAR, the logs will be uploaded to Club Log. Eric F5LCX is on the air holiday style from Togo as F5V23LE until the 25th of February. QSL via Logbook of the World. Listen for Dom. VK2HJ using the call sign VK2HJ slash VK9 from Norfolk Island, IOTA number OC-005 from the 17th through the 20th of February. He is using single sideband on 40 through 10 meters. 
QSL via EQSL. Our final story comes from Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. Prepare to get a real charge out of it. A real charge. Okay, so here's a real yarn for you. Yes, a real yarn, the kind of which sweaters are made. These are high-tech fibers known as twistrons, which scientists developed about five years ago. Unlike conventional knitting yarns, twistrons are spun from carbon nanotubes, resulting in lightweight material that increases in density whenever it's twisted or stretched. The result from all that stretching isn't necessarily a better-fitting sweater, however. It's voltage that can drive an electric current. To researchers like Ray Bowman at the University of Texas at Dallas, twistrons present a promising way to make use of the motion of the body to power an electronic device because it taps into the wearer's mechanical energy. Scientists say the energy conversion efficiency of twistrons has improved over the years, up from 17.4% from twisting to an impressive 22.4%. Researchers recently used an array of twistrons weighing 3.2 milligrams to charge a supercapacitor capable of powering a small device, such as an electronic watch or five small LEDs. While the researchers aren't quite at the point of releasing their own clothing line, they do have their eye on harnessing the motion of ocean waves using twistrons to create electric power. We hams can only imagine dressing for success like this, going out for a summit activation or for field day, the possibility is electrifying. This is Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? And we're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur Radio Weekly, AMSAT News Service, Baynet.com, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, FCC, 425DX News, IEEE Spectrum, QRZ.com, Radio World, Radio Society of Great Britain, Rich Reba, WQ3Q, ShortwaveRadio.de, Wireless Institute of Australia, WRTC Reflector, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved. <laughs>